Do you have the right people in the right positions? And have you truly given your people a clearly defined work? Do they know what the work is? Do they know what's expected of them? Have they been given that? I don't know where you're at, but I know a lot of doctors, this is where the gaps are. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey doc, welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm thrilled to be with you. Dr. Stephen, I know you are as well. Great to be together today. Great to be here with you, Dr. Pete, and with everybody listening. Thanks so much for tuning in with us, guys. Let's get to work. Yeah, we're getting to work here, Doc. Listen, last episode, if you didn't listen to it, we started a two-part series on people, which is the fourth side of the Rubik's Cube. And this is a key for you to become the CEO of your business. You've got to get the right people. So in the last episode, we covered the first two attributes that you've got to get right. You've got to get the right people put into the right positions. Today, we're going to dive into the second part, the second half which is getting the people to do the right work and doing it the right way. Now, Dr. Steven, what we're talking about here and to you, Doc, as a listener is helping your people that are on your team close the loop to go full circle. Because when you get the right person in the right position and they're doing the right work and they're doing it the right way, what now is happening is they're winning and you're winning. And Doc, what we want for you is we want you to have a more remarkable practice and we want you to have that more remarkable life. That's what this is about. Becoming the CEO isn't just so you can say, I'm the CEO. It's so that you can make a bigger dent in the world with your life, Doc, because you matter and what you're doing truly matters. And we know what chiropractic is doing and what the world needs is chiropractic. And so because of that, this matters. Dr. Steven, let's dive into this idea of people doing the right work. What an important conversation. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference back to our previous episode because this is part two on people. So if you haven't heard the part one on people, you're definitely going to want to listen to that. And I'm also going to remind you that this, understandably, it's a bit of invisible, it's a visual, sorry, exercise. You have to be able to kind of look at uh, an organizational chart. You have to be able to look at an accountability chart and, and what we're going to talk about here today, which is the scorecard. So just so you know, we made some resources available to our listeners on the last episode uh, so those will still be up there for you. The links uh, go to the Remarkable Practice forward slash podcast or go to our blog. It'll be posted right there and there's some free resources there for you. We talked about an org chart or an organizational chart and we talked about an accountability chart. The org chart, the, the organizational chart is this is how our business is organized. Okay, So it talks about the positions of the team and where they lay on the field, so to speak. right? Uh, and then the accountability chart fleshes out that organizational chart by adding in bulleted descriptions of the jobs and responsibilities. Right? This is so critical because when we talk about getting the right people in the right positions, you know, that implies that you understand what are the positions on your team. In other words, what are the positions in your business? Just like if you were, we used the analogy basketball in the last episode, if you were trying, if you were the owner trying to build a championship basketball team, in order to have any hopes of success, of winning, you would have to know what are the positions on a basketball team and what are the responsibilities of each of those positions? In other words, what are the attributes of a person who's going to excel in that position, right? So if I know that you're somebody who's going to be somebody who's going to be shooting three points, uh, three pointers, or you have to be the person that's banging uh, the rebounds or being able to elbow your way around in the paint, 
or take the ball down the court and be able to call out plays and run the floor. I need to know what are the responsibilities of each one of those roles so that I can recruit the right player to play that role, give them that responsibility. In other words, delegate that role and responsibility to them and, and train them to be exceptional at it, be, be awesome at it, right? So if you have this framework in your mind of I'm trying to run a world-class team, in other words, like a sports franchise, we want to win, right? But there's so much more at stake here than just a championship ring, right? There's lives at stake, right? So ultimately, we know that we're in the business of saving lives. So when business is good, everybody wins. So for business to be successful, it has to start with this clarity. We have to know exactly what this organization needs to be structured like. We need to know what are the roles on the team, what are the responsibilities of each of the roles. All of that gets captured on your organizational chart and your accountability chart. All right, so the next steps are we've got to get the right people in the right positions doing the right work the right way. So the right work the right way is the subject matter for this episode, Dr. Pete. We're talking about the right work, the right right way. So of course, we're going to be talking about scorecards. Yeah, Dr. Steven, this is such a, an incredibly important discussion that we're having. And Doc, I want you to know right now that our goal here is to cover the framework, but we're also, we want to make sure that you've been equipped with the tools to understand. So as we explain some of these things today, if you're, if you're taking notes, definitely be, be writing some of these things down, Dr. Steven, what you're about to go through and what we're about to discuss um, for you as a doctor, as listening, this is critical. And so when, when we're talking about a scorecard, and I'm just going to speak to this, most likely as a listener, most likely you don't have these in your office right now. You're not, you don't have these in your clinic. I'm just going to go out on the limb and say that. Why? Because the clients that we work with, Dr. Steven, that we get to coach, um, typically when we start working with them, they don't have this in place. And I would say the majority of businesses do not have this, not even a version of this. They may have a employee handbook and that is their version of maybe what they would refer to as a scorecard, but it's far from what we're talking about here. We're talking about Dr. Steven here and what we're talking about to you, Doc, is an accountability and, and, and taking responsibility and ownership. When you hire that, or if you're in basketball, when you uh, bring that point guard onto your team, there's an objective for that point guard to be on that team. When you bring a front desk CA and you hire that front desk CA to be on your team, there is a clear objective on, on that hire and why you brought that person to be in that position. This is where now this becomes reality is on the scorecard. This is where the wor work starts happening. The def definition of the work, it's defined and it's, it starts to get measured. And, and this is where the goals, roles, responsibilities live. Dr. Steven, let's dive into the scorecard for the players on the team. Yeah, so this is a CEO tool, okay? So this is the difference between the owner-operator and the CEO. The owner-operator, their perspective on recruiting and hiring is, I'm losing a CA or you know somebody quit or somebody got pregnant or somebody got married and moved away, right? So I've got a gap on my team. I need, to, I need a warm body who is nice and friendly um, and is smart and um, willing to do the job, take the jobs. They're not a felon and they're available, right? So it's just like, I'm just trying to put somebody in there. And that's a terrible way to build a team and you're not building a world championship team. The CEO says, I know the role on the team that I'm trying to fill. I know the responsibilities of the person that would do that role. So I know the attributes of the person that is going to be exceptional in that role. And I'm going to deliberately market for and recruit the right person for that position. 
we love to say that God only makes geniuses and the job of the CEO is to recognize that and put a person in their position of genius, right? So making sure that you are super clear on what those roles call for, what responsibilities they have. This is one of the key attributes of a good CEO. Good CEO just looks at that and goes, I know exactly what my business calls for and who's going to be extraordinary at that, right? So the scorecard is a place to capture that information, okay? So Dr. Pete, the, you know, the, the, in the last episode, we talked about busyness versus productivity, right? So, you know, when we, when we look around, most people feel like they're really busy. I know I've always, feel, always feel like I'm busy, right? So I never want to be busier, okay? I want to be more productive, right? So, and what I know is focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity. Focus is what takes you and your team from busyness to productivity. And what we all really want is more productivity. The scorecard's job is to create focus, okay? So scorecards aren't easy, okay? This will be something that our clients, it takes two or three quarters for them to get these right. But once they do, it is an inflection point for their business. No question about it. That's where they truly become the CEO. This is when they go from owner-operator to CEO, when they know that they've got their org chart in place, their accountability chart in place, their scorecards are in place, KPIs, activities, et cetera. They're all captured on the scorecard. So the scorecard is your way to make sure that every individual on your team knows exactly what their role is and what's important now. Remember the job of the CEO. First bullet, vision casting. This is what success looks like. Second bullet, win, W-I-N, what's important now. Third bullet, win, what's important next. It's win-win, right? So what's important now that's what lives on the scorecard. So every single person on your team in your organization should get a scorecard that says, based on your position and your responsibilities, this is what I want you to focus on now, this quarter, based on the goals and objectives of the practice of your business. In your role, this is what I want you to focus on now. These are your five key performance indicators. So you're going to give them five metrics, five numbers that they own. They're accountable for these things. We like to say everyone's responsible, but only one person's accountable. Yeah, Dr. Steven, this is so important. So, Doc, as you're hearing Dr. Steven, let me just paint this picture for you. So, right now, one of your CAs just got pregnant and she's leaving and she was a front desk check-in CA. So, what do you need? You need to hire a front desk check-in CA. So, let's just imagine this. So, the first thing that you're going to do is looking at your org chart, identify the fact that there's going to be a gap in your company. This, this person is going to be leaving in the next 60 to 90 days and you need to replace this person. So first thing you need to do is identify the fact that you have a role, a specific role that's gonna have a gap. The second thing is you're gonna identify what are the three attributes or three bullets that define that role. Dr. Steven, you talked about this on the last episode when we talked about three attributes of let's say the check and CA. And one of them is this is the, they're a promoter, but also the boss of today, right? So they're the boss of today. So knowing what those attributes are. So the next step is you're gonna go out and you're gonna, and start high, you know, interviewing. You're going to start searching for this person. Then you're going to hire them. And then you're going to bring them into your business and you're going to actually onboard them, right? You're going to hire them and onboard them. And then we go into the training and the equipping. How do you train and equip? Well, you train and equip according to the scorecard. The scorecard is what you're training and equipping to. So it's not some vague, random like training uh, and equipping. No, it's, it's scientific. It is surgical in its specificity because we've now know that based on this role and the, the responsibilities of this role, now what's important now, because three months from now, what's important now might be different than what's important three months before, right? And so this is where 
the scorecard's a living document. It's a living. The, the organizational chart and accountability chart, that's pretty, that's structured and that's pretty firm. But the scorecard is what's constantly redefined. Every quarter. Every quarter. So what Dr. Steven, you said, I just wanted to unpack this for you, Doc, is that part of the rhythm that you have as the CEO is to determine what's important now, but also the what important next becomes the what's important now, the next quarter on that scorecard, which is why you have to have a vision for where we're going, the destination. And this is, again, where this all distills down is on the scorecard. Because remember, if it's not written down, it does not exist. And it's written on that scorecard and it's defined based on what are the priorities for our company right now. Dr. Steven, here's the thing. I can't expect my front desk CA, check-in CA, or check-out CA, or tech CA, to know what the priorities should be that quarter. Some of them may, if they've been there a while, know like what their KPIs probably will be, but most people don't know. It is your responsibility, doctor, to pass this information along to them, to equip them. And then with the equipping comes the training. We'll get into that in just a minute, but this is what we're walking through. So imagining that situation and thinking of your own business right now, do you have the right people in the right positions? And have you truly given your people a clearly defined work? Do they know what the work is? Do they know what's expected of them? Have they been given that? I don't know where you're at, but I know a lot of doctors, this is where the gaps are. This is a recurring theme in the Remarkable CEO program is it's about creating greater clarity and focus, right? So clarity and focus is what makes the difference between busyness and productivity. So if you think of everybody on your team, if they have clarity around their role and their responsibilities, and then you tell them where you want them to focus, remember, as the CEO using the magnifying glass and, uh, metaphor, your job is to help gather all their energy, right? Like sunbeams into, into one beam, into one laser beam and point it and say, this is where I want the fire to start. If you don't have a magnifying glass and somebody's just working hard, trying hard, working a lot, they're busy, what you end up with is a warm surface, okay? But nothing happens. If you stick that magnifying glass in there and say, this is what's important now, this is what I want you to focus on, that's where the fire starts. So you have to know as the CEO, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is the specific outcome I'm looking for this quarter. So let's say, for example, hey, we're working on retention in our practice, right? So we've been doing pretty well with attraction, been doing pretty well with conversion. But man, you know what? We, we are losing people out the back, right? The apple carts, you know, apples are falling off the back. This business should be growing more. We should be making a bigger impact. We're trying to create ideal patients and collect ideal patients, right? That is the best business model in the world. So let's focus on our retention. So, so team, this quarter, we're really going to double click on retention. We're going to be focusing and we're going to dial in our retention. So guess what? Everyone's scorecards for the most part are going to reflect that. Okay. So regardless of your role, we all influence retention and patient retention in the practice. Uh, in, in keeping with the check in CA, the check in CA, one of their responsibilities is they're the boss of today. So they're in charge of that schedule book, right? So if they're in charge of the schedule book, most likely they're the person that's checking people in and directing them back to, you know, live as they flow into the office. They run your day. They're the boss of today. If somebody's supposed to be coming in today, they'll be on the schedule book and we know exactly what time they're supposed to be there, what services they're supposed to receive, et cetera. They are making sure all of that happens. If somebody's running behind or running late, the check-in CA has influence over that. They should be the person that's in charge of making sure that they get a text reminder of their appointment, for example. Or maybe they're the person that's in charge of 
10 minutes after the appointment, if the person is there, they have to do a text again or maybe a phone call. The percentages of those phone calls that are delivered or percentages of texts that are delivered or compliance percentage or kept visit average, those are all KPIs. Those are key performance indicators. They're percentage points. They're metrics that can be tracked. And all of those are essentially upstream from retention. How? Because we know that kept visit average, excuse me, compliance percentage or kept visit average is the precursor to retention. It's one of the key components, Doc. You know it. You know it like I know it. The patients who keep their appointments and never miss a change appointments, they get the best results. They're happy. They refer like crazy and they stay forever. Am I right? So the people that miss and change appointments all the time, those people drop out of care. They don't get your best work. They don't get the results that they want. And they're out of there. They're dropping out. They're unhappy. You're unhappy. Everybody loses. Okay. So the key thing here is the kept visits created the environment where you could do your best work, they get the best results, and it produced the outcome we're looking for, which is greater patient retention and the business grows and it fills with understanders. That's success. Doc, this is so powerful. I, I'm just listening and I'm, 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 I'm hearing it from the perspective of I know our listeners and, and when you start getting this level of laser beam focus and helping your team see Here's the thing that I jumped out to me, Doc. Sometimes the, the recall or the reminder text or the follow-up text when they miss can become, I don't know, hard work. It could become, uh, you know, man, I've done texts that I sent out. But when they see, they connect those repetitive tasks, those repetitive job to the, the goal, to the vision, to the outcome. And they, and they connect it to the story. This is where the empathetic connection on day one is so key anyway. But when they understand that and the, 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 the sequence, of when how they this see works, the whole arc like that, see it all. And now you have created understanders in your own team. That's the thing. We've talked about creating understanders with the patients. We need to create understanders with our team. They need to understand how the whole thing works and how they fit in to the bigger picture and their part and that everyone's part. And that's what we're creating is an understanding by clarifying what's important now and then getting the expectation and the agreement set. That was part of the delegation in the systems a couple episodes ago, talking about those expectations and agreements. Every time we circle back around doc and we do the scorecard and we update the scorecard based on the priorities of what's important now, we're setting new expectations and we're making new agreements. We are with the people. So again, it's not like you just fill this out and you hand it to them and you say, don't talk to me, just read it and do what it says. That's not what we're doing with the scorecard. It's a meeting. It's a discussion. I mean, we're sitting down, we're talking through this. We're saying nodding heads and saying, yes. And hey, do you have any questions? And do you need support? And by the way, we are going to support you. We're going to be training on this. We're going to be I'm coming alongside of you. And we have a meeting rhythm. We're going to review this 30 days in and then 60 days in, and then we're going to have a 90 day review. We're not taking our, our hands or our eyes off of this. We are here. We're coming alongside them to the whole thing. And, you know, the owner operator, if they're trying to improve retention, they very often, because it's brute force, they're like, oh man, what's going on around here? Guys, we need to increase our, our retention. We need to stop losing patients. People are dropping out of care. What's going on around here? And it feels like brute force because it is. Yeah. Versus the CEO who says, you know what? Let's look at the mechanisms that we can put in place that will predictably protect retention and create those outcomes. And then we create that we make it actionable and measurable because yeah. you don't get what you want, you get what you measure. Dr. Stephen, what's coming to my mind now is, is the concept of proactivity and reactivity. And you talked about this before. You talked about the owner-operator. 
hey, we're struggling with retention. And it's a reactive type response where you're, you're what we, you just described. The CEO sees retention as an issue and it's a proactive response because they see it and they take an action that actually puts it in a category two. I talk, I love stuff, uh, Dr. Stephen Covey's work talks about, he's a big productivity guy, but quadrant two activities are important, not urgent. And what ends up happening is we live in quadrant one where it's important and urgent all the time. That's the owner operator. It's always reactive, reactive, reactive. Your blood pressure's up. Trust me, the team's blood pressure's up. And trust me, your patients comes in and their blood pressure's going up. So what we want to create is we want to create a, a culture in our business where you know, we're doing always doing important things, but the urgency is not, it's it's the urgency is not there. It's always important, it's always excellent. So the prioritization and being able to be proactive enables your team members to see themselves remaining in that quadrant too as much as possible. The scorecard does that for you because it defines it, it puts it in a in a written down form. They it connects it to the vision of where we're going, and here's why this is important now. And they can see how they they contribute. This is so important for creating culture in your team for your players and for your customers. Dr. Steven, this absolutely translates down to the customer experience, which at the end of the day is what your business exists for, is to, to serve and transform the lives of the people. And when you do this well, your team members are going to be so much more effective in their service and the customers and the service and experience they're going to get, it's next level. And of course, we talk about retention. We talk about you know, these types of, uh, you know, side effects or side benefits of this type of a structure. This is key. So Dr. Steven, this is part one is doing things, doing the right work. Then there's part two, which is doing it the right way. Okay. So we've got the right person now in the right position. We've talked about now with the org chart and the accountability chart. Now we've got the doing the right work, which is the scorecard. Okay. So then the next step is doing it the right way. This closes the loop. Dr. Steve, what, what is coming to your mind now? Yeah. So, you know, the next episode or at least one or two episodes, we're going to commit to training, but, you know, from, from a high level as a CEO, what we have to recognize is that when you do, when you, when you do delegation, well, what you're doing is you are making sure that you have the right person in the right role, in the right position. Right. And you have given them the right work to do. Right. And you've made sure that they had clarity, right? So you've established expectations and agreements. You help them understand how it's going to be measured, what's going to be measured, how it's going to be measured. Now you have to help them understand how can you influence those outcomes and you've got to skill them up so that you can influence those outcomes, right? So you've got to invest in training your people. It's the best money that you spend training and developing your people. The best time, energy, focus, and money you can spend is in training your people. If you truly want to go from owning a business, owning a job to owning a business, you've got to embrace the fact that businesses are scalable, durable, and transferable. What we're talking about now is scalability and durability. Scalability means that you can do more, give more, love more, serve more. You can make a bigger impact and a bigger income, but it doesn't have to all be done by you. It doesn't have to be a pound of your flesh, an hour of your time, I like to say. Durability implies that you could do more, give more, love more, serve more, make a bigger impact and a bigger income even in your absence. Okay, so what that implies is you got to have a team of people around you who are exceptional, that are equipped with systems that have predictable positive outcomes, and they've been trained and equipped to be remarkable at them, right? So you've got to make the investment of training your people. When you train your people, you free yourself up. You free yourself up to be the CEO. You free yourself up to do your role, whether that's marketing, building the practice through attraction and conversion, 
through training and leading your team or caring for patients, right? So you're freeing yourself up to do your role. So train your people. Dr. P, I love to say, train your people or smash your head against the wall, your choice. Yeah, Doc, this is a perfect setup. And we're wrapping up here uh, this episode, but this is a perfect setup for the next episode. Doc, this this program is is for you. And we really do hope that this is adding tremendous value to you. And we absolutely appreciate you uh, listening. And what we really love, though, is that you would continue to take actions. That as you hear things that we're saying here today, Dr. Stephen, you said so many wonderful things that you know, if you can start taking one action step, you know, one of the things I, I always say to the docs, I get to coach are one goal and one action. So if you listen to this episode, my, my hope is to be to set one goal and take one action step associated with what we talked about here today. You know, Dr. Stephen, we had said that we're going to put an example of a scorecard on our, on the website. So if you go to the remarkablepractice.com forward slash podcast, or go to remarkablepractice.com, click on the blog, go there, you're going to see this tool there. And again, that goes in a, and that's to pair with the org chart. And so what are we doing here for you? Well, we're, we're trying to equip and empower you, right? Because we know that as part of creating a remarkable practice, as part of the remarkable life for you to become the CEO of your business, these are tools that you need as part of your toolbox as the CEO. So we're giving these to you. Next episode, we're going to start diving into training. So we talked about doing the right work. This is about execution. This is about the behavioral elements this is about the skilling up, right? This is where we're, we're going to dive deeper into that. And I know, Dr. Steven, this can be an intimidating thing for a lot of docs. A lot of docs say, man, training with my team, it's hard, difficult, not sure how to do it, this type of thing. We're going to help you with that, I know, in our next episode. Awesome. Well, Dr. Pete, as always, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to work alongside you. This is really important work that we're doing, such an incredibly important initiative because uh, we know the truth. What the world needs right now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now, more successful chiropractors. So I'm Dr. Stephen France on behalf of Dr. Pete, Dr. Pete Camillo and the remarkable CEO. We'll see you on our next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.